This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Swansea has more McDonald's and clean sheets this season, so don't forget your Muck Nuggets are closer than you think with Muck Delivery. The only thing left to say is, you in? Order now in the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app are participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for further details. Hey Spotifyers, click or tap the banner to listen to Rap Caviar. The freshest 50 hip-hop songs on the rawest playlist ever. Brought to you by our friends at Stars and the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. Welcome back to Swans cast, everyone. So, a big week for the Swans. We uh, managed to get our first home win. So, here to discuss that today with me is Lee. So, welcome. Hello. Um... We actually also went on a trip the other day. We went down to Brighton, so we got to witness our first away day this season, which been a long time coming, but it was good to good to get there. As much as it, it felt like it took forever, forever, forever. I can't talk forever to get home. Um, so yeah, we've got all that to look to, to look forward to today. So um, as always, don't forget to subscribe to the channel to keep up to date with all of our content. Leave a like if you enjoy the video and engage in the comments below uh we try to be your place for all swansea city discussion and love to get involved in any chat in the comments or on twitter where we're more more active okay so let's start off then the week so far so if you look at the verdict of the first section the verdict the week so far one loss one win um but one of them was in the cup obviously the the win was in the league Start off with the cup game because that's what came first. We went down to Brighton. Quite a few changes. Uh, Brighton, I know, made a lot as well. They made eleven. I think we made nine. What have you got to say about that game? Did you enjoy? Did you enjoy your first uh, away day? Yeah, to be fair, I did enjoy it actually. Cause it was nice to finally get away. It's, just, it's obviously hard for us at the moment, isn't it? With work and stuff like that. But it was nice to get off, to get our yeah. first one. It's been a long time coming. Yeah. Um, I did enjoy it. To be fair, always like an away day. We'll try and do as many as we can this year again. So, yeah, in terms of the, uh, I'm surprised at Brighton's ground. Actually, it's really nice, isn't it? Yeah, like the area that it's in is quite. Um, I guess it's a bit out of the way, but it's so it's the area is like designed around the stadium. It seems uh, they yeah, kind it's of nice. landscaped it into the ground, and it looks quite modern and quite uh, sleek. I think just missing maybe a few pubs immediately around the venue, but we yeah, there's not really much around is there? ourselves with that. So. Um, we got lucky with parking, didn't we? So we managed to walk straight in. Did basically a loop of the stadium looking for the right stand, realising we went the wrong way. 
So yeah, we've got a lovely 360 view of uh, the outside of the Amex. Um, yeah, isn't it so? They've got some pop-up bars though outside, which I think is a good. good yeah, I'm glad we went. I'm glad we went around that way because they had a nice like fan area, didn't they? It was all like bars, like pop-up bars, like yeah. you said, on the outside. On the outside. Yeah, and it was a good like, you could, like sit on. Yeah. If the weather was decent, and that's maybe something we're missing at the Liberty, because like yeah, you can go to Harvester and queue for hours to get a pint, but especially uh-huh. now with the Frankie and Bit- Benny's building being a bit empty, maybe opportunity there club to buy buy that out will use it on match yeah. days for something i'm sure they could make enough money on a match day to keep that running and i won't go i won't go to harvester anymore it does my head in you just queue you, the queue's always absolutely ridiculous it's always rammed and you can never get a pint um but i actually forgot on saturday for the um uh the huddersfield game i went into the the lounge the riverside lounge i've been in there for ages so i'd rather just go there now before the game's good so you can go in there even if you're not uh, sitting on that side. Yeah, yeah, you can just go in and, and jump out. But it's Fair good enough. in there. Yeah, looking at the game then. So, um, as I said, we made a lot of changes. I believe it was nine changes with Reese Williams and Liam Walsh being the only two that kept their place from the previous game in the league, yep. which uh, was the the sorry the mad, mad game at Luton. When we saw the team sheet, I think we were a bit like, Okay, um, not sure, not sure how to take this one. More changes than what we expected, but then at the same time, Brighton made a full team of changes because they have a big match or had a big match this weekend against Crystal Palace, which is their sort of rivalry. So they they obviously were focusing there a little bit. Having said all that, I thought we played quite well on the whole of the game. We got off to quite a good start. Probably had the best chances in the at the start of the game. Three. Three chances that I can remember. I think there's one that Liam Cullen gets played through. Nice, good first-time ball by Liam Walsh. Keeper makes a good save there, but maybe you should say Liam Cullen should be finishing that chance. I've watched it back on the replay, and you could put it a little bit more wider to where the keeper is. Like The keeper did make a good save, but there was opportunity to go a little bit more left with the shot. Uh, and there's two headers, I believe one from Reese Williams and one from Latbodia or Corey Smith, I can't remember who it was now, that uh, we could have done a bit better with. One of them was closer than the other, but yeah, three good opportunities. Brighton didn't really look like they were in the game at that point. But, go on, you you can you can carry no, on. I was going to say, it's a, it's a hard sell, because I was trying to tell people, they say, oh, how did the Swans play? It's like, it's a hard sell to say, we lost 2-0, but we should have won the game. Um, it was just really strange. They had a spell, like you said, we had we had played really well in the first sort of half of the first half, and then they seemed to have a like a fifteen twenty minute spell in that in the like the second part of the first half, and they scored two goals. One was a deflection, and one was a mistake from us losing it in the middle, yeah, and we were two 0 down. Both like were that. mistakes from us. I know it was a deflection, but we still gave the ball away cheaply in the middle. Yeah, one of them yeah. is like a ball from uh, Corey Smith, who just sells Liam Walsh a bit short. And uh, and someone's running on for it from Brighton, and they just um, running through on goal. And this is what I said last week: we're struggling in this transition where, like, we lose the ball somewhere, again back into shape, and having that sort of like defending the counter attack sort of things where we're struggling. So the players, you know, were rushing back, try and stop the counter attack, and somebody's out of position. I think like maybe Walsh comes over or something, or or maybe it was Felton. Leaves the man on the left free, 
So Reese Williams thinks he's got to push forward to this this guy after the ball's played to him, which leaves his man free, and then he's through on goal. So obviously Brandon Cooper's then running in, and he just he blocks the shot, but it's deflecting. Um, it was uh, Col- Con- Connolly from Brighton, wasn't it? So he got the two goals. Good finishes, to be fair. The second one especially. Second um, one was a great finish, yeah, yeah, to be fair. But again, from another yeah. mistake. Just frustrating, because up to that point, we were the best side on the pitch. And then that 10-minute spell, two mistakes, you're 2-0 down. And it's effectively game over then, isn't it, when you're 2-0 down at half-time? Yeah. Um, really frustrating, because we had the chances to win the game as well. Especially in the second half, we missed some... Um, some sitters with the bar twice, didn't we? Yeah, so I'll go to the second half now. So it was a bit um, picked in to be down 2 0 at half time. I think it could have been three, though. They had one more chance that uh, Colony could have got a hat trick, and, and he, he he didn't manage to do yeah. it. I think um, man, he just put it wide. Um, but yeah, that would have been two games in a row going in 3 0 down. I know it's a completely different team. We made a lot of changes. These guys that are out on the pitch for this game are like guys that are putting their hands up to be included in the first team, so you would have to argue on the first half, maybe not many of them had done so but coming up for the second half they did give it a good go and I would say the whole second half we probably were the better team but then you've got to remember that Brighton had kind of done their job uh, they didn't need to come at us or anything and they were maybe not having as much of the ball sitting back a little bit more and it seemed like we had a little bit, a little bit of attacking intent especially right at the start I would say after like the 65th minutes around when the sub started coming on, which funnily enough seemed to nothing really happened after that. But we had a couple yeah, of good chances. Good you said how many times did we hit the bar? Definitely twice in the second half. I don't know if it was the third one. I know it was definitely twice in the second half, but it's, yeah, yeah, Corey Smith was scored. unforgivable. I think Corey Smith had to score. That was the biggest chance. I don't know how he missed it. No. Um, and then uh, what He's was the other scored one? For us, was... I think that shows why. The other one was, I think, did Cullen, Cullen hit the bar, and then as it came off the bar, it dropped to Latibodia, didn't it? And he was just stretching for it, but... Yeah. Or he hit the bar, I can't remember, but it was it was a bit of a, like a scramble, but we should have scored again. Yeah, I think he dropped yeah. to Corey Smith, actually, after he hit the bar, and uh, oh, couldn't good. quite get it in. But the one that he missed with Sitter was... We actually had a bit of a press and one yeah. ball up, high up the pitch, and... I think Cullen's with his back to goal. Like you said, you thought Cullen should shoot, but he th- he passed. At the end of the day... Corey Smith was literally free and the keeper was on the yeah. ball. All he has to do is find the net and he kind of hits the first time and it's a two eye and it's the bar. Like Yeah, that was just more of a high that was just more of a reaction because he does he didn't score. I was thinking, oh Cullen could have just taken it on himself, but in all fairness, it's a pretty good ball to pick him out, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh well that is what it is. Um Ian Dan have- came on, your favourite. I have no idea how we didn't score a one in that game, though. I, at least one. It's just so frustrating when we when we come out yeah. of it because we could have beaten them. We could have gone through the next round of that cup. We like definitely could have beaten them, even with all the changes that we had. Yeah, ultimately we played well, and it's still early days in Ruston Martin. We've been looking for a bit of like you know good performance and a little bit of good attacking intent. And I think we showed quite a bit here, to be fair, considering yeah. some of the other games we've seen this season didn't go away and we have to definitely work on our finishing but it definitely is def- like improving the signs of improvement if you look at the stats we actually had nine shots to Brighton's seven both teams are three on target so it's not as if we got battered by them you know we actually had more more opportunities at the end of the day we just we just made our own errors and they capitalized from them 
if you look at a lot of the statistics from the game, they edged us out in possession, 52% to 48%. But I think that was from the period where they were scoring the goals and they took control of the game there. We we did look a bit rattled. Like, for example, um, Brandon Cooper, he had a really good game, I thought, but there was that one instance where he had a really good recovery in the box, uh, does a slightly yeah. tackle, wins the ball, tries bringing it out, doesn't know where to go. So he plays the ball back to, like, Cabango or someone, but sells him short. Yeah. That might have been when um, they should that guy should have scored his hat trick because he comes in and has a shot, but it doesn't. Yeah, doesn't I think it was. It. But um, it's like a good good bit of play followed by an immediate mistake, kind of. And you know he's still learning, he's still young. But four four corners, we we edged that stat. Um, five big chances, five big chances missed. Twice we hit the woodwork. There we are. There's the answer. And eight shots inside the box. So if you compare that to Brighton, one big chance and one big chance missed. Oh, they did hit the the woodwork once as well. Yeah. So, but I mean, if you, the if free you kick right at the end. That was, wasn't it? Yeah. If you score all your big chances, you win in that game five one. Yeah. And. Um, but that is a you need that, to be aiming to do. That is the theme of us at the moment. I think. I think we can say generally the play is better now. Obviously, at the start of the season, it was a bit rusty, but I think we've, we're doing enough. Like with the ball now, we look good on the ball. Um, we're not conceding too many goals, you know, bar, you know, the two against Brighton, which were mistakes. And then obviously Luton was a bit of a a bit of a one-off, wasn't it? But generally, we're not conceding many goals now. And the only thing that we're missing is just finishing the chances that we're creating. Because I've been saying it for a while now. I think very soon we're going to beat someone convincingly. We're going to take chances in a game and we're going to win three or four nil. Yeah, I think that's going to come at some point. But until you until you you know start burying your chances, you're causing trouble for yourself. Yeah. So obviously this was a game against former Swansea City manager Graham Potter, who did speak highly of the team before and after the match. He said he likes the project that Russell Martin's doing and it's going to take time. Um, but he definitely saw good signs. So it's nice to hear that. Um, Downs, Dan, and Manning came on as subs in this game. I think Manning for Cabango was kind of like. Agreed before kickoff because both ended up playing in the game against Huddersfield in the league, so they like had half each. And Dander, we said, didn't we? If Dander didn't get on the pitch for this one, he's done. That's Swansea. I'm surprised he didn't start because you're looking for an attack-minded player, and he was playing Corey Smith like behind the striker rather yeah. than Dander. So I didn't make That's sense. That's one to criticism me. I've got of Russell Martin because he's done it quite often. He's done it with Walsh. He's put Falton there in one game before. Obviously, he's playing his formation, and maybe it's not his fault to an extent that he's put in. I know people are going to be like, "Oh, this is why we should have signed Fosu," but um, he doesn't need to be playing Corey Smith. There. He's got other players available who can go there. Like, yeah, I know he wants to rest certain ones, so just put Dander there, see what he's got about him. I don't think he would have done any worse job than what Corey Smith did because it's not Corey Smith's natural position to be running behind a striker and running up the wing and. Like trying to get to the byline and put crosses in. Same as it's not Latabodia's natural instinct instinct to do it. And they were both on the right hand side. We literally had nothing down that right hand side. Like it was yeah, just I... painful to watch any attack go down that side. No on the counter. There was one one attack, wasn't there, where it was those two yeah. running the, the most forward through and we were just like, That's just not who you want on this counter. It's just not gonna happen, is it? I yeah. I really don't like Latabodia on the right wing. He just doesn't look comfortable, does he at all? Well I mean you know, he does his defensive duties quite well but going forward you just can't get a platform like you said on the right hand side with yeah. him there and that was funny with those two with the furthest forward 
they're doing the job asked of them and they're in the role doing what they're asked in that occasion but you know when you you've got those two running forward with the ball and you're like oh we've got a good counter you i immediately just didn't think anything was going to happen and that's yeah. bad you know they don't and so what's the opposition thinking because they're the ones defending against them they're probably like oh, so that's all right <laughs> yeah we'll deal past. we'll deal with that yeah it's um not, again it's a case of maybe square pegs in round holes to an extent but um give him a couple so. more transfer windows i'm sure we see less of it but yeah like this other midfielder playing in this um behind the striker role not a fan of it not a fan of it and if you're going to do it like with with someone i mean mac rhymes used to be a number 10 before he, he dropped back so if you, if you are struggling i'm not saying he should do it but it's just weird because for me Corey smith is defensive yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't think uh, I don't think Grimes fits behind the striker anymore. I don't think anymore. so either, but he'd probably do a little bit better job than Corey Smith, and then Corey Smith would do a better job himself deeper. Yeah, it's quite weird because he seems to play like yeah. like normally, he seems to play like Patterson there. and uh... Yeah, I think in a normal match, he, when he's got the other options, it's, it's, not, a, it's not a problem. Um, yeah. he's, he's tried Liam Walsh there, I'm not convinced about that either, but no. got a lot on, of on that though. On that, I think uh, I was talking about it as well in the game when we. I think the other player who was playing behind the striker, Whitaker, made did nothing for me. He was not in that game at all. Yeah, so Whitaker. When you look at someone, he had all that praise yeah. against Plymouth after that hat trick, and I said all he did was score the goals. He didn't really do anything else in the game. So yeah, if we go to your point. No, I was just going to say, just if you're looking, obviously you got we were saying about Corey Smith, probably not an attack-minded player. So maybe you're looking elsewhere. It seemed to be like Cullen up front with Whitaker behind. He just he wasn't in the game at all. I don't remember him doing anything. He had one. He had one. He had sort one of chance, chance, didn't he? That he perhaps should have scored. But no, he, he broke through at one point, didn't he? he broke yeah. through like sort of one on one, and the, the like sort of killed the chance. Um, but yeah, he just he doesn't do enough for me. Nah, he, he didn't. He didn't really um, stand out at all in this game. Oh, he's still young. He still maybe needs for some more chances, but. Everyone's given a bit of stick to Liam Cullen. I thought he had a good game here. He worked hard and he got himself in good positions. And everyone's trying to say Morgan Whitaker should be playing more. And I just don't see it. Not from this. Nah, game. I agree with you. And I think it makes sense because like Cullen came on on the weekend and he and Whitaker wasn't in the squad again. So it makes sense to me now. But I know this is based off one game, isn't it? So you're jumping to conclusion. But yeah, I mean, you said like previously, like even in the Plymouth game, he didn't do much off the ball. Um, and for me, like I've I've seen it before, and he just doesn't. I don't know. Still confused about what position he is as well. Yeah, well, is he a striker? Is he a winger? Or now he's like a sort of wide cam, I guess. Right. Yeah, I just don't know. Um, Reese Williams had a he had a decent game. I think he's a bit still finding his feet. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of dodgy know. moments, but at the same time, he did put a good shift in in, in defence. Um, I think we've touched on most things there. Bender couldn't really do anything about the goals and made some tidy saves otherwise. Uh, and it was nice to see Jay Felton back on the pitch and leading the line, especially after the speculation. Say leading the line, I mean like being captain. After the speculation yeah. with Steve Cooper being linked to bringing him to Forest, back in a match they scored against Huddersfield as well when he came on as a sub. So I uh, hope he does have a future year because I do like Felton. I think he had a good, he did, he did have a good game uh, considering he haven't played that much football lately. Um, Obviously, was the most experienced player there in terms of 
Swansea. Um, he is our most sort of, if you want to say, capped player at the moment in terms of like, well, maybe not most capped, but he's been here the longest in terms of time. Yeah, he's our longest serving player now. That's that's what that's, I wanted to say. Says a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. Before we move on, then, is it over for Jan Dander? Final word. Yeah, it was over. It was over for me a long time ago, but definitely now I think. I think it's I don't see where he's up this year, so. Yeah, I don't think where he, I don't see where he fits in the squad, especially in a cup game like that when you're playing Corey Smith as an, an attacking role instead of him. Then yeah, it says a lot to me. Don't know if we'll see much of him this year. I think less than we saw him last year, to be honest. Yeah, not in the squad again yesterday. I think yeah, I think it's done now. Yeah. Move on to Huddersfield then. So I didn't manage to watch this when I was in work, but I've seen the highlights. Uh, it looked like, to me, you can maybe elaborate a bit more. Could have maybe been a couple of goals up by half time. Definitely should have been at least 2 0 up at half time. The, the Patterson chance that he missed. Oh my God, like we win the ball and he's kind of one on one with the keeper and drags it wide. It's a massive chance that we got to be taking. Yeah, he kind of hit the opposite side to what I thought he would hit it. Yeah. It was much of the it was much of the same as the the other home games though. Yeah, we like so so much the better side, especially in our first half. Should have been three 0 up. Um, thankfully, we did score and took you know and took one of the chances that we had in the first half. Because um, otherwise, it might it might have been might yeah oh yeah great finish in all fairness and a great ball over from Patterson. Um, yeah, but it's, again, there's, there's there's not really much you can say about the performance. Again, they, they played very well and they deserve... Like, if they'd gone in 3-0 up at half-time, nobody could have argued with that. Yeah. But again, just the, the the more you don't take your chances and the longer the game goes on. And again, I think the fitness thing comes into play again because I think, like, sort of 70, 75 minutes, we seem to... Yeah, well, I'm just looking out. at the momentum graph here and from 65 onwards, it goes from being, like, all Sonsy to more Huddersfield, it looks... Yeah, but again, like they, you know, they defended well as well because Huddersfield offered nothing. They had may, maybe like I don't know one half chance, a long, long distance effort, but we shut that down, um, and we were comfortably the better side. Um, but yeah, the the only thing they got to work out at the moment, and I'm sure they will with the players they got, is just uh, is just putting the chances away because they are creating chances. So I think if they, I think for me, I we talk about the two behind the striker. Well, Corey Smith love... comes on again for Patterson. Yeah, just noticed. Yeah, I'd love. I would prefer. I know um, Obafemi was injured on me, but I would prefer at home if he would play like Perot and Obafemi up front, with one behind within Cham, um, or Patterson. Um, you know, there's competition there, but I'd like to see him go with two up top um, at home, especially like you know with with a game we're expecting to win. Um, may obviously wouldn't probably wouldn't play two up top away from home, but I think I think there'll be a good balance because Perot is a good finisher. Um, Obafemi would bring pace and then Cham brings a little bit of creativity so I'd like to see him do that but I'm sure he'll click at some point when they're all fit because it seems to be at the moment like one of them's injured and you know one of them yeah. comes off after like 60 minutes like and Cham seems to come off maybe because he's not match fit but it's just definitely something that'll be better with time you can just see it's there already now it's like they're playing so well but it just yeah. something needs to click up front definitely a tough game like Huddersfield are actually 7th in the league yeah it was a good win result, so um, I mean, they've been doing okay. It's it's hard. To, well, it's weird to say that because they're only three points ahead of us now. And we're in seventeenth, so it's still really tight in the middle. Like, obviously, people are getting worried about our form, but all of a sudden, we're five points clear of the bottom three, yeah. uh, with unexpected points deduct deduction to come for Red in, potentially. 
not saying that yeah. we put them into the bottom three, but I put some below us. So, you know, if we can pick up our form now. It is four games in a row without losing in the league. Uh, yeah. Three, three draws and a win. I think we've had like five clean sheets this season. It's definitely a lot of positives. Like you said, when we do click the finishing, like what you've been saying, I'm sure the season will be fine. Um, it looks like it's getting to our stage where it's starting to become fine. And we called at the start mid-table yeah. finish, which yeah. which would be fine for us, I think, this year, and then build on that next year. You know, you definitely we're, we're mid-table to... right now because we're 17th, so technically classes as mid-table. Uh, it could be, well, we'll see what happens, isn't it? But people, you know, Cardiff had a good start to the season, just as a comparison, being our direct rivals. And I know the Derby's in like two or three weeks at this point. Yeah. They have only won one game in the last five, and they now only sit one point ahead of us. So, you know, I know it's not that bad, is it? We're one point behind. Playoffs a couple of weeks ago, like looking, looking good. But what I will say about the league table, I will go into a little bit more detail about the match in a second. Some of the player performances here, it does clearly to me see like there's a couple of teams that are already pushing on. So you have got Bournemouth, they look like very good at the moment. We called them to be quite good, didn't we? Yeah. Um, West Brom. So 21 for Bournemouth and 19 for West Brom. I'm surprised at Coventry being up there on 19. Yeah, Coventry, fair play. Fair play. Yeah, surprise package this year. Yeah, and then you got Fulham on 17. So the three, Bournemouth, West Brom, Fulham, fully expecting to stay there and keep pushing on. And Stoke as well. I'm not that surprised that they're up there. I thought it was going to be one, you know, since they come down, they've been a bit crap. But I thought this year was going to be the year that they start pushing on, and it looks like that is the case. Yeah. Yeah. Blackburn as well. I'm sure I said in our thing that I thought they'd be a dark horse, and I think we ended up with Greensboro a bit lower, but um, I had a feeling about Blackburn. I know they sold Armstrong, but... I yeah, they're doing well, aren't they? That Diaz well. is banging them in now, isn't he, for, yeah. for them. He's got a hat-trick, didn't he, yesterday? Seems like he's class. Yeah, I know, yeah. What about, that, uh, what about Bristol? What do you think of them? I'm a bit shocked. Where are they? In the table now. Yeah, I was quite shocked because I had them to struggle this year. I had them to sort of just float above the relegation zone, but yeah, yeah. But this is the this is the championship. We just some of the results yesterday as well. Like I, I thought, Sheffield United were going to batter Derby, but they scored like ninety second minute penalty, didn't they? Yeah, well, I mean, they sort of my bet out. Leicester lost my bet yesterday. <laughs> I had Sheffield United. I was landed with that, but Leicester just couldn't do it against Burnley. Um, QPR as well, they've been on a bit of a bad run three losses in a row, I thought they were going to be um... yeah well they were tipped to sort of do quite well weren't they, yeah, QPR they haven't been awful, like the three losses have all been 2-1 defeats, so that's a bit they're probably a bit gutted with that one of them against West Brom as well so it's not the end of I the think world they'll be, I think they'll be as well. tough games yeah. so yeah they're not too far adrift but again, they're only three points ahead of us now so I can't remember where we got next. Is it Fulham? Fulham on Wednesday night, yeah. Yeah, so that's 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 a real test. Maybe we'll get a better idea of where we are against Fulham. But back to this match. So Flynn Downs has been getting a lot of praise, and that's from just the general media, the fans on social media, and Russell Martin, who's been saying how good a job he does at protecting that back line, and players like Kyle Norton are very happy to have him there ahead like very grateful for what he's doing he was he was excellent yesterday he was I'd, he was brilliant he's so good at uh just putting in some big tackles he's just he's every seems to be everywhere 
um, breaking up play, where, you know, Grimes maybe gets the ball moving and Down seems to do a lot of the dirty work where he's putting in some massive challenges, yeah. getting the ball as well, clean tackles. He's just, yeah, I'm turning out to be a great sign-in for me. It seems direct competition for Felton for me, that is. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, you can't drop him at the moment because he's playing so well. He was brilliant yesterday. Um, he's gone back to playing Ryan Manning and Bidwell at the same time. How did it work out in this one? Uh, I don't know. For, for me, again, this just might be a bit of an unpopular opinion again, but, you know, I was saying about us attacking. I think it seems to me we need wingers or the full-backs need to do a bit more because I think that's where we're lacking because we seem to be going, you know, trying to sort of go through the middle and huffing and puffing. We need a bit more creativity from our wide. And I don't think you get it so much with Bidwell. And I know everybody says how good Laird is, and I think he's a cracking player. But he doesn't quite do enough for me in terms of like creating chances. He's brilliant, like sort of taking the ball forward, but rarely does he take someone on um, successfully. Well, and get like crosses into the I've box got a and stuff. Here, that maybe. Well, okay, so. Everyone, I was going to say, has also been singing the praises of Led, and it's not just our fans now. It's get, he's getting noticed across the championship. He's also getting noticed by media outlets saying that Man United have got ready-made right back in their ranks for future that could save him a lot of money. So, apparently, Led is currently sitting in the top four for the average number of dribbles per game in the championship, with an average number of 2.3 dribbles per game, which can only be bettered by Marcus Tavernier, uh, Sergi Dembele and Josh Bowler. So what do you make yeah. of that? Yeah, but what does that mean? He just does a lot of dribbles. Well, he just said that he's not taking players on. Doesn't like a dribble count if you take like. Yeah, but he seems left. to like. I don't know. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. I think he's a cracking player. I think he's been like the best player on the pitch in a lot of games for this season for us. I'm just saying, in terms of like, we're not scoring enough goals. I want to see more like from the fullbacks, including Led. He's sort of like. He does drift, like sometimes he drifts into midfield and he takes yeah. someone on, that's great. Um, he does sort of, you know, get around a lot of players. But I mean, in terms of like, he gets into the position outside the box and I want to see, he's, he's got so much pace. I want to see him take defenders on. I want to see him go to the byline more and get crosses in. Yeah. But what he seems to do is cut in and then sort of dribble past someone by going backwards and across. So what I want, I just want to see more of him going down the line. Not obviously not saying he's a bad player. I didn't want him to come across like that. I think he's brilliant, but I just I'm just saying to put you on the... the spot and see how you responded to the stats. No, I just that's, that's just the feel. <laughs> yeah, but this is a this is you know what I'm like with stats. I just don't think they tell the story. No, no, and, and I do the... agree, but like obviously it is factual if he's doing a certain amount of dribbling and dribbling has got to mean something when it comes to taking players on. That's all. I just thought it linked up. Yeah, but it's, well. yeah, but it's when he like sort of goes across the pitch where yeah. people are happy to send him backwards. He's running across the across the box or across the middle of the park. Midfielders are coming up and he's sort of dribbling it past them. Great, but they're happy to shepherd him that way. So he is doing a lot of dribbles, but maybe not in the right areas. It does say at the end here, but his manager wants more and has challenged him to start getting on the score sheet. So maybe something similar like getting the box a bit more. Use but I think he's got. I think he's got it in the locker. Get in the I box, do think he's got it in the locker. Triple pass someone in the box and get him to bring you down. Yeah, that's that's what I think he can do. But he do, I don't see. I don't see a lot of it. I wonder but I think if he's it's got that, like he's got this potential. He's obviously coming as a right back. Perhaps that's where like 
in his head he needs to like start acting more like a winger and that's that transition he's got to make with his game yeah his yeah. defensive I mean, I instinct is what is first and foremost coming across perhaps and it's just that changing to be more of like yeah. you know more attacking and he was good he was good yesterday as well he won the ball in the build up for the goal he come back and won the ball in the build up for the goal so I think you know but what I'm saying is the type of player that you can see that he is I think he's got that in his locker yeah. to take defenders on a bit more and that's what I want to see and we definitely don't get it on the other wing um, so whether eventually yeah. we sort of go to like a like a 4-3-3 at some point and have a bit more of a, a different option out wide or you know we need maybe need another more attack minded fullback on the left and I think um Led is Led is going to be brilliant, and I think if he adapts his game a bit and starts driving in that box a bit more, I think uh, he could be dangerous. He gives me uh, he gives me like Nathan Dyer vibes. He's got that sort of he's got that sort of in him, but I just want to see him do it more direct into the box when he gets into the position. Fair enough. Well, we'll see what happens in the rest of the season now. Um, just sticking on, you said about the wing backs on the left left in particular. Obviously, we've got Bidwell and Manning. Like, obviously, if we are having them issues creativity going on there. I find it weird that we've got all these centre-backs as well, but he's still playing one of those left options in the centre-back position. I'd rather see Manning play the wing-back role instead of Bidwell, for the reasons that you've already cited. Yeah. We had Cooper on the bench and Latbodia, and I'm, I take it Bennett was injured. Again. I think I would have just you know been happy with Cooper playing with Manning on the left wing-back role. But I guess it's tough. It's probably... Yeah, it's strange as well that he plays Norton in the middle of the three as well. It seems to I be in league I, games. I think he thinks he's the most comfortable on the ball. Yeah, I was going to say, I think he wants a ball-playing defender in the middle there, yeah. um, which makes sense. But again, like we said, he probably needs another transfer window or two to get the type of player that he wants in those positions. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if he does get some defenders in, if any of them head out, because we'd be well-stocked if you're bringing in more. Because again, Reese Williams wasn't even on the bench. And yeah, I know. We seem to have a lot of play. We seem to have a lot of defenders, but not not ones necessarily fit Latibodia into his plan. For me, would be the one that maybe makes way because if he's being like that backup on the right, and he's not really suited to that position, when you yeah. actually cover it properly, if he can't get in the back three ahead of Ryan Manning and yeah. Carl Norton when he's actually sent back and they're not. Yeah, I agree. I'm not sure what. What the future holds there, but yeah, I agree. Someone was uh, saying when we went to Brighton when he's really short for a centre back. Latin yeah, it's good. true. He is quite short, isn't he? Yeah. Um. Okay. What about uh, Perot then? Five goals so far this season. Yeah, can't knock it. Um, great finisher. He seems to be. Well, he did. He did have another chance in the first half, which he could have put away. But he seems to be putting away the majority of the. the, the he put that defender on the floor, and then it was yeah. quite a tame shot. Then he's trying to like bend it in with the left wing, and yeah. just didn't really get the the whip. But I think we got a quality player there. I mean, he just he seems to. If we can get in the service, um, he'll bang the goals in because he seems to be putting away all the big chances that he gets yeah. uh, with ease. So, yeah, if we can if we can just provide him with a bit more service, I think. Uh, Easily get twenty goals out of him this season. It's a good first time finish as well. One two yeah, with uh, Jamie Patterson over the top, and he sort of takes on the half volley and just fires it. Yeah, it was great because he if in the build up to that as well, he sort of come, drops deep, drags the defender out, and turns and gets in behind the space. Patterson plays a lovely ball over, and it's a yeah. a great finish. So yeah, massively impressed with him so far. 
on the other side, Nisham, uh, how did he do? Uh, he went off injured in the end. Hopefully that's not too much of a worry. Yeah, he seemed alright again. He looks uh, he always looks lively, he looks like he's creative. Um to me, you know, he just like we said before, he just doesn't seem hundred percent match fit, does he? He seems to come off sort of the sixty minute mark, doesn't he? Well he got he did get a knock. this time. So. Yeah, he did get a knock yesterday to be fair. But I mean before that he seems to be yeah. uh well, when he starts. transfer, wasn't he? So he didn't have a club, yeah. so he's not done any yeah, exactly. training until we brought him in at the end of the transfer window. And that's what I'm saying. I think uh, I'm thinking if you know if we get in Cham fully fit, we get Oberfemi fully fit and Perot in there as well. All of them firing, which probably won't happen until sort of you know maybe not even until after Christmas till they're all firing. Yeah. That's when I think we will be dangerous. And I know you said that it seemed like after like the 60, 70th minute that we started like the game started turning more Huddersfield's favour. You know they didn't offer too much. Um, I've just noticed. The subs, yeah. So we had Felton and Smith both came on for Patterson and Nsham. So at that time, I know Callan comes on for Pro as well. You've got Pro, um, sorry, Callan up front, and then you've got a midfield of Felton, Smith, Grimes, and Downs. Yeah. So that perhaps that's part of why we weren't not really getting up the pitch as well because yeah, there's there was no player there really. That's the link between the striker and the. I know they've been asked. To do that job, but they're all centre midfielders. It's essentially like a five-four-one then, isn't it? With a with a with four midfielders being sort of defence-minded as well. Yeah. And Cullen on his own in front. Yeah. So that again, that's an interesting uh, combination. I'm surprised he didn't put Walsh on, considering he's been playing Walsh in that role. But Walsh was on the bench, didn't get used. Any final yeah, thoughts but- on this game then? No, again, I think they played really well. I was really impressed. Enjoyed the game. Um, tailed off a bit second half, like we said, but nah, spot on. And I think very soon. I don't know when it's going to come. We're just someone's going to come down, come down the uh, the Swansea dot com, and uh, we're going to have a, some convincing win, like three four nil. If they can put the chances away, I think it's coming. Um, but it is quite frustrating to watch as well because they're playing so well, and like you said, when they're making changes and sort of playing players in unnatural positions it's quite frustrating because you can see that it's there you can see that they are playing well and the system is working it's like oh if we could just have you know one or two players in that are more comfortable in those positions then you could be onto something here so it's quite exciting at the moment speaking of someone just coming to coming down and again smashed i noticed cardiff came to the blackburn rovers uh stadium and got smashed 5-1 didn't see that coming. Didn't see that coming at all. No. Yeah, mad I was. I got battered, I think. Like wonder if Mick if this if this carries on, how Mick will um if he'll stay in the well, job all season. Well they're five they uh haven't won was it five defeats in six games I think they've yeah, had? Something like that. They got West Brom on Tuesday. So that's a big game. Hopefully our form is going to the positive side and there's to the negative side now for the derby. So, <laughs> Looking at the uh, team of the week on SofaScore as well, someone else I want to highlight who had a 9.1 rating, former Swansea City striker, Victor Gayocarez. Mental. Two, two goals, goals again on Friday night. He's got to be like it's... one of the top goal scorers in the league, is he? Oh yeah, he's banging them in. But it's amazing what like a different system, you know, and you know, a different manager maybe does to a player, isn't it? If they're playing in somewhere where they're more comfortable, it's a massive difference. Yeah, crazy. Just as just as an update as well, Spurs just scored, so it's three one. Uh-huh. 
Is there like 10 minutes left or something? Yeah, 10 minutes. About, about 15 minutes left. Um, I know you don't want to hear it, but Morgan gives white as well. He's also having a good se- season since he's come to <laughs> Sheffield United. Sheffield United are literally what we should have been last year. Horhan and Gibbs White in there and McBurney and Brewster. What could have been? How's Horahan playing for them? I don't know, I'm not really sure to be honest, but I think uh, I saw he had an assist the other week. Um if he's starting. So he's probably fitting in. They haven't played yet. Yeah, oh no, that's, that's, they, they played Derby, didn't they, you said? Yeah, 1-1-0. Did Horahan start in this game? Yeah, he, well, he played. Um, he didn't start, but he played. Yeah. Came on as a sub. Also, just noticed, I didn't realise, um, Ravel Morrison's playing for Derby. Yeah. Starting, he started that game. He's been around the house, hasn't he? I didn't realise he was still going. To the point where he's like, you know, championship's quite high level, I thought he was finished. Yeah. He went away, he was like playing for Lazio for a bit as well, wasn't he? He went abroad. Yeah, I just think it hadn't worked everywhere he's gone. Yeah. Surprised at Derby though, we got Derby away on Saturday, and we? So we've got Fulham away and then Derby away, two hard games away. Yeah. So that'd be interesting. Yeah, well, well, you thought Derby looked like they were in trouble, but it seems like it might have. They're holding in strong even after that deduction, so. Yeah. wonder if they'll get out of it. That would be a great escape if they can. Minus two points at the moment. Okay, um, moving on to the news. I haven't really got anything, to be honest, this week. Word on Wine Street, and now it's been quite quiet. Yeah, not much at the moment, is it? I mean, it's just games at the moment, so... No, there's, there's no, no news floating around other than everything that happened with Steve Cooper last week obviously being confirmed now. we did, I, I featured on a Nottingham Forest podcast talking about him, so if you want to watch that. We did retweet it the other day. Um... But yeah, it's gone quiet again about Felton. But I saw somewhere saying there was a clause in his contract saying he's not allowed to come in for our players. But you always hear rumours like that, so we'll see if that's true other time, yeah, I guess, saying. in January. Yeah, I'll I think what, uh, on the, that, though, I think I they will... I've got some news, sorry, before you carry on. Go on. It's quite big. Cardiff City, women, zero. Swansea City, women, four. News just in. Well, hey. Go on, carry on, sorry. We'll take that. Fair play, good result there. No, I was just saying about Cooper, I think he's going to do a good job there. Yeah, I told them I think he'll do well for them. They they had some concerns. They weren't fully sure what to expect. But um, I think he'll be all right. I think he uses contacts well. And if he plays the same sort of style of play, they won't be as frustrated. But at the same time, he probably won't have as many square pegs in round holes as he did here. And he probably yeah. he'll have a striker, so... Know, yeah. see what happens. Watch your space on that one. So oh, this is on. one thing I wanted to say about the news as well. Is going to bring something up? Um, like the TV games and the Carabao Cup. It's really bugging me that people can't watch the Carabao Cup games. Yeah, it's, I don't know why. I don't know what the deal is with that. Because apparently, there's been a lot of talk. We were on the way up to Brighton. We, well, way down to Brighton. We were listening on the radio, and there were sort of talks about whether they're going to scrap the League Cup. Um. People can't watch it. You don't buy in. Like they put the big teams on the TV all the time, and you can't even watch it. Yeah, Talks it's hard to sort of buy in. They were on about um, just scrapping it, weren't they? Like all the big teams are like, oh yeah, play too many games, this, that, or the other. Because obviously not thinking yeah. about the rest of the league or leagues. 
I know not often someone else wins Classic. it, like Man City won it for like four years in a row, but the opportunity's still there, and you know, it's only Cup we've won, so I wouldn't want to see it go. And no. when we won it, like Bradford got to the final, I know it doesn't happen all the time, but that was really good to see something like that happen. But you're right, like, how can anyone really care? Especially, you know, if you get drawn away, like, all the way to the final, and you can't watch it, and you can't make the games. Yeah. It's just a bit... Who cares? Well, yeah, well, you know, like, luckily it was one game that we could go to, the Brighton game, but it's a bit of a trek, isn't it, for a, for a Wednesday night? Well, I didn't get home until um, 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it's just a bit... It's a ice... and stuff, the roadworks. It's a big ash for a Wednesday night, so, obviously, that's not on TV. Um, how do you get behind it? How do you why? How do you watch it? Yeah, luckily I was off work the next day. Otherwise, it wouldn't really probably wouldn't have gone. Well, some of the midweek games, like this week, for example, um, Sky put them on the red button, don't they? So, like, the, I know the Fulham Swans games on Sky on Wednesday, but the other games are on the red button if you want to watch them. I, I don't see why they can't do something like that for the, the Carabao structure Cup. Structure just needs modernising in terms of how it's consumed at this point. Like you look at oh, like the wrestling's going with like pay per view events and that the zone. I think they. They might be a big player in the future, the zone. You know, yeah. it's kind of like to turn it into like a Netflix style thing. Oh, it's definitely yeah. got to be the way forward. Even if it's like, you, I don't know, you can change your subscription and how much you pay based on what leagues you subscribe to or what teams you subscribe to, and then you only get access to the ones you pick in, and then it can your price can vary. I think that's well, like that'd be such a good structure. Yeah, well, the thing is, like Sky have had a monopoly on it for years, haven't they? Like they've had the sort of the holding yeah, on the on the Premier League. Now, like, yeah, but it's 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 so annoying at the moment because they say like, oh, you know, don't don't stream the games, don't try and find illegal streams. Well, I can't watch my team otherwise. And they say, oh, buy your Sky subscription and your BT subscription. You're paying absolutely over the odds for Sky and BT. The Swans are never on TV, hardly. Man, you're paying over the odds to watch Man United and Liverpool every week. Yeah, and. They so won't... I think if somebody comes in like Amazon did, yeah. like last season or the season before, where they bought a small package, I thought their like coverage was a hundred times better. They had every game on. You could pick the game, whichever one you wanted to watch, like a Netflix style thing. And I think if somebody, I don't know what the the deal is at the moment. Sky have probably got a deal that runs for years, haven't yeah, they? they? But for it, if somebody they have a contract for a certain amount of time, yeah. If somebody could come in, like you said, like the zone, I think that's sort of up and coming, isn't it? Because they had a lot of European. Um, leagues haven't they as well over over the last couple of years yeah, in and out America, they've yeah. had them now they, they're sort of um moving away from sky box office now with the boxing i think last night that was Anthony probably anthony josh was last fight on sky box office wow. before he goes over to zone i mean he lost anyway so is there really that much of a big deal anyway well, yeah but they but they'll have they'll have a rematch when they? They, yeah. they probably will have a rematch so that'll pro- but i think if if they sort of build up and they can challenge sky and have that sort of type of thing i think they'll blow them out of the water because I don't want I don't want to watch Man United every week. They're telling me to buy a subscription. If I can't go to uh, if I can't go to Carlisle on a Tuesday night, like I should be able to watch it on TV. Even if like, do you remember back in the day you had like Prem Plus, where they put games on and you could pay extra to watch them, like a pay per view sort of thing. Even if they did that, I would pay. Like even when Swans TV did it, I would happily sometimes pay a tenner to yeah, watch the Swans we on a like, Saturday if I couldn't make the game. If you a group of friends around and they split the cost it's not even that bad then and yeah, they make just... more money out of it at the end of the day because what are they making out of it if no one's watching compared to if they sell that ticket I don't think it really puts people off from going either people live like you go to an away day for the experience you don't get yeah. that same experience on the TV I don't think I know that's what they quote as the the reason 
but I just don't buy it. Like, like the Champions League moan as well that, you know, since it's gone from ITV or whatever, no one watches it anymore. And they're moaning like all these kids are growing up and not really having that same bond with the Champions League or it's not a big thing for them like it used to be back like 10 years ago. Well, yeah, because they can't watch it. I agree. I, I totally get on board with the Champions League, but I'm sure UEFA have said now when this deal runs up. Yeah, but it's, that good, that they've they've got it's good that they've noticed that. Cause well, yeah, it's clearly been an issue. Down. But I, I, I feel the same. Like I, I had BT for a while as well. I had BT. I've changed over to Sky now. But when they moved it all to BT, the Champions League, I didn't quite. It wasn't the same. I haven't caught both. I obviously watched some of the games, but I haven't quite bought into it as much as like when we said when we were younger, and you'd get like one leg on Sky and then the second leg would be on ITV and, and vice versa and stuff like that. You've definitely bought into it more. I wonder if they could do something like that for the EFL because we only have maybe one game on a Friday night on Sky and maybe one on a on a, on a Saturday night maybe or if it's not the Saturday night, if it's a derby game like the Swans Cardiff, they put it on the Sunday. So maximum two games a week and otherwise it's tough. Unless you go to the game, you can't watch it. Yeah, and like we started the podcast during COVID, and the rules were slightly different because everyone was at home and they were trying to act like they cared. So we watched a lot more. But now, you know, around work and stuff, I'm struggling to watch a lot of the games again now, and it's a little bit annoying because I can't even like watch yeah. it on my break in work on my phone. Like it's just it's frustrating. There needs to be something that is done to allow people to watch the team and and they can make money over it. it just doesn't make sense to me it just doesn't make sense people will pay i think it'll come they want to stop streaming uh, people, legal streaming and... people... well yeah it only happens because people want to watch the game don't they yeah exactly so only one way to fix that and not by clamping down and trying to go after the streams actually offer an alternative i don't understand the rule or the rule has been for a while that three o'clock kickoffs are not allowed on tv i guess like you know you're allowed to uh the, the, their argument is to get people in the stadiums and they, they worry that m- not many people would go to the stadiums and I get that but there's a lot of people like us most people that I speak to say they would still rather go to the game than watch it on TV yeah 100% um, even if you try it for a season just, and then you can have a look at how much impact it had yeah you're just cutting people out like we said if you've got you know Middlesbrough or something away on a Tuesday yeah. night and how how you know in <laughs> It's probably easier when we were a bit younger, but now we've got work commitments and other commitments. You can't go away every week, which we'd love to do. But you know, I'll pay. I'd pay a tenner to watch an away game. Yeah, exactly. I can't get to it. There we are. The bottom that's, line is, yeah, Sky just want to stay in control, and that's how they do it, or they think that's how they can keep staying in control. But it might come to an end soon, so we'll see. Anyway, going forward, we'll have a look at the week ahead. Um, I've forgotten the name I gave this section already. I only named it last week. Can you remember what I called it? No, I can't remember. I've got my notes in front of me today. But we'll, we'll remember by next week, it's fine. Um, anyway, looking forward, our next match is against Fulham. Um, do we have... Is there a midweek one next week? Uh, sorry, weekend one as well? Is there an international break? Yeah, we got Fulham... No, Fulham on Wednesday and then Derby away and then it's an international break. Okay, so and it's two, Cardiff then after away that. games, Fulham and Derby. Okay, so looking at this then. Fulham, they've had a decent start to the season. Perhaps a couple of probably the dodgiest spell of the last few matches because you know they 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 flew out of the blocks but they've had uh, one win in the last four um two losses and a draw they drew against bristol city and they lost to Reading. um casey palmer actually scored in their draw at bristol nice 
what do we think going away to Fulham? I think it's going to be a very tough game, and this perhaps is the biggest test for us so far. I know we already had Sheffield, but they were struggling when we played them. I think a lot yeah. of people consider this Fulham squad to be the strongest in the league. So to see what we can do up against this, I think. Yeah, be I'm, I'm quite. I'm quite looking forward to, it to see where we are. I just hope that a lot of players are fit. I hope and Cham is fit because he went off. I hope um, Obafemi is fit again. Uh, I just want to see us have a good crack at them, really, and just see where we are. Be a good test early on. Yeah, players stuck out for them. I think the obvious one is Mitrovic. Bang oh, we still them. owe we still owe them for the last time we went up there, where we yeah. should have had a pen, and they had a pen last minute, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Second, we isn't that what ruined our like? Um, I say ruined, nearly ruined our playoff charge. Yeah, the one where we snuck in in the end, anyway. Yeah, yeah, that was ridiculous. That was. Yeah, so Mitrovic is the obvious choice for a player to watch out for. We've got Harry Wilson yeah. knocking about up there now as well. Yeah. Another former Cardiff player in Bobby Reed. Yeah. Yeah, they've got a quality squad, haven't they? Signed Nathan Chabala from uh, Watford, didn't he, on deadline day? And they've got Seri in midfield as well. Like, what, what a midfield that is. Alfie Mawson on the bench these days, not making the uh, the squad, but. And even Cavalero as well came off the bench in the last game. So they got quality all over the place. Yeah, a quality squad. Yeah, so it will it will be interesting. What do you think? How do you see this going? I think we're going to turn them over. Big call. I just, I, I just think at some point we're going to get a big result because we're we're owed it at the moment the way they've been playing. It might not be this week, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my hat on it and say that we're gonna, we're gonna play well and we're gonna get a really good result and I everybody's hope, gonna be going mental. Sake, I hope for your sake, you're right because you're gonna get eaten alive on Twitter. Well, the thing is with the Swans at the moment, you don't know what you're going to get. We're either like playing really well, but we're not like scoring the goals, or we just are absolutely horrendous, like against Preston away and against Stoke at home. Um, still not scoring. And we the get goals. battered. Yeah, but we just get battered then. But no, I think a big, I think a big performance is coming. I think it's coming. I'm saying Wednesday night. Any any changes to the lineup that you'd make for this then going into the game? Uh, no, not to be honest. To be honest, I think. The side that started yesterday they played really well. I think um, we saw the defence have maybe not not sort them out, but I'll push man yeah, left wing. Back. I just I just yeah, I just don't know what our best sort of centre back three is. I yeah, think I'd just like don't know. to see if Cabango and Norton are gonna stay there, maybe bring in Brandon Cooper or Reese Williams and put Man in a left wing back. Yeah, I think that's probably the best bet. And then keep the rest I think of you're the right. Yeah, I think so. I would, like I said about going two up front, but I wouldn't do that away at Fulham. No. So I'd start Perot and have Omberfemi coming off the bench, maybe with Patterson and then Cham behind uh, behind Perot. What about Derby then? So another away game, maybe you would argue a little bit more winnable. So what do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's it's tough though, isn't it, with everything going on because it seems to it's just going to galvanise them, isn't it, in a way for a while. I don't know how long that will last. Uh, but I think after the points deduction, I think they'll have a bit of a, a boost. Yeah. Like they were, un- well, they, they were unlucky game, not to get they? a point. They won the game after yeah. it was announced, um, and then they reached Stoke, didn't they? Yeah. Bit of a coupon buster. Yeah, yeah. And they were unlucky not to get a point away at Sheffield United yesterday. So I think it's a bit of a banana skin going up there. Um, They're like all sort of brought together by this bad news sort of thing. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think it's a hard two away games. I mean, I'd bite your hand off for two draws away from home. Um, but if we can get one win out of the two, I'd be over the moon with that. That'd be a good week. So Derby's keeper had a straight red card. So does that, he's going to be out then for for our game? Not really yeah. sure about the number two keeper. I don't really know much about the number one keeper to be fair. But 
maybe that's something that goes in our favour. Um, and then players to watch out for. I mentioned earlier, Ravel Morrison's knocking about there. He is a player that's got a bit of magic about him when he wants to turn up, if if he wants yeah. to turn up for a match. Uh, yeah. We've got Tom Lawrence leading the line. Captain. Yeah, they haven't, got a, they haven't got a bad squad, to be fair. They it's not really that bad. Maybe it's the strength and depth. I think they've got a lot of kids. Like that yeah, that is the problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bill Jagielka at the back, Curtis Davis, a lot of experience in centre-back. Yeah, I'm not sure too much about their centre midfielders, Shinny and Bird. Not I, like I'm not saying they're bad. I just don't know much about them. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, same. Not not too much for looking forward to that. Rooney's definitely got a job on his hand. So how do you see this one? Obviously, if you go with no changes for for the Fulham game, what do you do then? Cause I feel like there's a lot of games in a week, isn't it? So. Yeah, I don't know. I think he will sort of the back three, like we said, will probably be three. Will be two different back threes between the two games. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's hard to call at the moment because I I don't know if anybody has had an eleven out of eleven prediction on Fan Hub this year, but I haven't. I just I think can't. I was one off. I think I was one off. Oh, because just, of the defence with Ryan Marion and Bidwell. I just cannot. I just cannot pick what he's going to do at the moment. Closest I got that was mine. Let me have a look. I'll check now. I don't know. Maybe one game he might give Downs a rest against Derby and play Fulton. Maybe something like that. Maybe um, Oberfemi will start one game. Maybe I think instead Downs of Pro. Is like his, you know, he signed him in. It was one of his sign-ins. I think he's like, it's one of yeah. his proper players there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think, like you said, or three games in a week, and I think the fitness is still a, is still a thing. He will have to maybe make changes, but we'll we'll see. I don't know. Maybe he'll play. Um, who else can he play behind the striker instead of Patterson and Cham at the moment? Yeah, so I had Ryan Bennett instead of um, Bidwell. So only one I had wrong. Closest you've got. I think the That's the best I've done this season is nine. That is the closest I've had. Yeah. Speaking of fan hub, I'm back up to sixty five points now in the third position, ready to get my. Hopefully, if I can stay there after the the last game of the month, which is the Fulham game, get my um, another pair of free tickets. Just snuck That'd in right at the end. Late, I've got, late I've got to smash that team prediction, so you need to. Te- I need to just make sure what you've said is accurate. Otherwise, I'm gunning for you. I've, uh, I'm sort of floating around the mid table. I'm just consistent mid table at the moment. That's all right. Well, maybe you can come to the games with me when I get my tickets. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think that's everything. Anything else left to say? No, I said for me. I enjoyed uh, another good week. I think so. Uh, if we can get. Uh, we have to be bouncing next week if we have three, you no know, six points. Follow them away in Derby way. Big if that is. Let's have it. Getting optimistic now, aren't you? Yeah, I am. I am optimistic from what I've seen. I am optimistic. It's going to yeah, click yeah. at some point. Let's, let's let's hope it clicks. So we've had some really good engagement on Twitter. So really grateful for all of that. But keep it up. We'd love to hear everyone's views. Um, and yeah, subscribe to the channel if you'd like to keep up to date with all of our videos, or if you want to watch us on Spotify as well, you can follow us there. Don't forget to like as well. It helps more people see us. We're trying to grow to a thousand subscribers is the main goal. When we get to five hundred, we are going to do some sort of giveaway. Um, but yeah, nothing else left to say. So see you in the next one, and have a good week. See you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. The match has just finished, and you're on your way home. What better way to celebrate that ninetieth minute winner than a muck nugget share box and a few tips with your mates? You channel your inner Ronald as you race to beat the muck delivery home, just making it an injury time. Ordering muck delivery is easy on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.